Yeah. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, My Michelle Live. Hey, wow. What a special live show we have for you. <laughs> so for those of you who are just joining us, this is our weekend review where we take on the news of the week, we unspin it, and then we dig deep for a God story, a message of hope in the midst of it all. But this particular show is absolutely spectacularly special because we have a big congratulations, a welcome into the world. Introduce us to your son, Adam, one week, one week and a day old. One week and a day old, basically, yeah, just an eight-day-old baby. My son, Hayden Taylor, was born last week, and he's just such a little miracle. Just the coolest little dude. He just really reinvigorates and reminds us what we're fighting for, our future. He is America's future, and America's future is his. And this little baby, just, we wanted him so much. And we tried for a long time to bring this little dude to the world. Michelle, I was saying before we went live, my wife and I, we went through five failed IUIs, three failed IVFs, and we had a couple miscarriages, which were just devastating. But this little guy, we turned to God. He literally answered our prayers. We got pregnant naturally. We were trying to do all the right things, eat right, take the right supplements. My wife, she literally was a rock star. And we found out we were pregnant just a week before her 39th birthday. And here we are now, we have this little blessing. And I got to say the first night back home was rough. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> we have this little, this little like ankle monitor that tracks his heartbeat, his oxygen levels, his sleep, and just tries to make sure that he's comfortable, but also gives us an opportunity just to make sure, okay, are, you're with us. Right. And the first night we tracked, he woke up like well over 30 times. Some At some point in the middle of the night, like we were up and we <laughs> oh. put this monitor on after it, it was a lot of diaper changes, a lot of feeding. The little dude can eat. He's already, he's grown. So he was born at 18 and a half inches long. And we took him to his first, his seven day follow-up appointment with his pediatrician. He was, he was 20 inches long. So he's already grown. Almost two and aren't inches, you glad is- that your wife's got to be happy that he was a week early because <laughs> pushing that out or Take just getting, carrying that around, whatever is huge. But Hayden reminds us of what, why we talk about what we talk about. When you look at that miracle in this picture, if you're watching this, and if not, and you want to see this beautiful baby, you can go to MyMichelleLive.com. This is a miracle. And to think that this child looking at this picture was it just was in your wife's stomach fully functional beautiful with yawns and dreams and And like little facial expressions and michelle here's what's here's what's crazy though and this is a thing that all parents i think worry about so that that photo that you're showing right there my wife posted that i think he was he was five days old i think when she took that photo maybe six days and who's four or five days something like that she posted it online and immediately he got an influencer request like from a brand that's crazy like this kid is not even a week old and you already have a company coming after him trying to say hey how can we monetize this baby oh my it's like you want to protect your child from the world and it's like on one hand it's it's flattering oh they love the way our baby looks in this well-staged photo but on the other hand too you're just like 
Oh, not yet. It's a break. But, and that's, <laughs> that kind of leads us into some of our stories for today. When you think of where we're at in the world, because capitalism has been a blessing for the oppressed, for the underrepresented. It just has. You have the ability to raise from nothing. And no other system of government or society has allowed that. However, there are such abuses. And what it really comes down to is the morality of the people. This is our government is for a holy, a moral, godly people, and it's really ineffective to the governance of anything else. We see that looking at a picture of your son Hayden, it reminds us that was in her belly. And in in states like New York, Washington, D.C., that child could be dismantled and killed in the womb. At right. looking well, Michelle, as it does in this picture this is the truth exactly that's what right. we're living with the well, preciousness and hayden of was life born, and hayden was born literally a week before his due date michelle like that is crazy because just like you mentioned in places like dc other places in the united states literally you will see children that look just like him except they're in the womb a week from their due date just right before birth going through an abortion it's absurd and I just don't know how we don't call it what it is. It's murder. It's this murder, child, but... the child breathes and dreams and yes. has feelings yeah. in the womb. We ignore it, and it's sad. And it also dismantles women. It dismantles men. It dismantles our society. I was talking with a friend, and I think this is really important if you're watching, viewing, or listening. It can really hurt when you've had an abortion and you realize what it really is. It's important to talk about what it really is, but I also want you to know that it hurts to be labeled, it seems, as a murderer, you have to understand that there, we all sin and fall short of God's glory. We all do things that are outside of his goodness and his will for us. And that's where it's not about what you've done. It's about what Jesus did. And there's hope for you, and there's healing, and there's so much forgiveness. That's what we need to be searching for. Amen. The other issue that's important is what a woman is. You, we want to debate that. Oh, come on. <laughs> and even if you haven't had children, there is just this thing in a biological woman that is nurturing. We're made that way. Even if you've never had a child, man, it's there and it's a beautiful thing and it should be celebrated. It's there incredible. You know. It's awe-inspiring. The, the, first of all, the nurses in the postpartum wing of the hospital, they see like this beautiful reality of nature take place every day like i said yeah. in the 13 hour shifts and my wife just watching her do what she was able to do on our first night home we were up literally over 30 times in the middle of the night that's really hard for anybody but she yeah. also she literally she had a c-section because the baby was breached her body went through a lot her legs are super swollen i watched the doctors do things that i know right i can't even describe them on air but anybody that's had a child has seen that too right her body went through a lot and the way she was able to get up in the middle of the night to care for the child, to change the diaper, to feed the kid, no complaints, happy to do it. Watching nature kick in. It's absolutely incredible. It's and a miracle is what it is. No it's trans women in the lactation rooms at the postpartum wings of hospitals. Trans women can't do that. <laughs> that is something that a, like a mom can do. And I think as a joke at one point, my wife almost 
for Andrew, she almost just wrote birthing person. And she was like, that's just ridiculous. I'm a mom. I'm a female. I'm a woman. Yeah. Do it, not it, call amazing, a but, pregnant what woman. In, in, I'm sorry. Do not call a pregnant woman in her ninth month a birthing person. It's dangerous. Punched. <laughs> but me as a guy, right? Like I'm the father and I'm so proud to, to have this child in my life. No way could I have done what she did. Because that's not what I do. I, I'm very much a supporting role in this particular part of the process. And I'm just, I'm here to do whatever I can, but I didn't have the power of hormones and nature behind me to to keep me up in the middle of the night to do what I was doing. I was waking up to the cries and I was doing what I could do, but it's different. It's very different. And I'm just so thankful that she is who she is and that my son is who he is. And Michelle, I'll use a Joe Biden quote. I'm proud of my son. Let's transition to Joe Biden and his sons from your adorable baby, which I could talk about all day because I'm so excited that he's finally here. (laughs) President Biden has been making some kind of weird claims. Apparently, he's forgotten how his son actually passed away. And it's a sad story, but let's talk about what he said about his son recently. And this is not Hunter Biden. This is not Hunter. I know it's the other Biden son. Some might argue the better son, <laughs> but he's passed away. And so I, in the haze of 3 a.m., after just wiping a baby butt, <laughs> see this headline and hones in on President Biden inaccurately claiming that his son lost his life in Iraq. Joe Biden was at an event in Colorado and he was talking about himself and he was describing himself as the father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Would you like Um, to hear it, folks? Michelle, it's very... Oh, yeah, let's roll it, of course. If we got it, let's rock it. We'll start. Restart here. My dad was a... My mom was a... And we have the gaff and sign as well, so... (laughs) Make no mistake. Growing up, life was about... I think I lost the exact space... So we'll get there in just a moment. This is sad because truly it was a sad death. His son died of brain cancer, but he portrayed it. Either he doesn't remember because he's dementia has most definitely set in, or he is just playing with the truth, which he has done in the past. He's definitely done that in the past. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely, I say this as a father of a man who won the Broad Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Imagine the courage. Okay, so there it is right there now. No one's really talking about it. And again, the White House doesn't want to respond to anything like that. Well, Queen Jean-Pierre has no idea how to respond to this one because she's dealing with the commander-in-chief who's about to turn 80. And he's not like a young, spry 80. Like, you have Chuck Grassley, who's several years older than Joe Biden, but that guy runs like five miles a day. Like, that guy is a spry, elderly American. He's very sharp. Joe Biden is an old dude who's about to be 80. You know, it's like that the whole number thing is irrelevant. He's old for his age and he's showing it. And he's literally like, Michelle, I've lost a sibling to cancer. It's a terrible thing. Bo Biden died from brain cancer in 2015. While in his, I think he was about to, it was either after his second term as attorney general of Delaware or when he was running for that, confused the, the that situation. But he wasn't in the military at the time. He'd already served honorably. And I think we can be thankful for that. But when you literally confuse the cause of death of a child, I have parents who have lost a child. 
a parent does not confuse that. So no. you have to really ask yourself, what is the president's mental fitness here? Like, how do you screw that one up? It's unfortunate, but maybe he'd like to remember his son a little bit more as a hero because his other son is really an embarrassment. And did you hear this story? <laughs> so is his lawyer. <laughs> so this is really true. Hunter Biden's lawyer had threatened an anti-corruption group founder. He had given a lot of information to him. And then the group founder said, this is who I really am. And he said, oh, you're so going to prison. You better lube up. It was pretty graphic and horrible. <laughs> it's really a train oh wreck. And it's, and it's quite sad. Look, some of us have had children and some of us have had children who have gone the wrong direction. And that's that is really sad. And the president isn't immune to that. But none of us have the ability to hide what he's done, to excuse what he's done, to keep them out of prison, to perpetuate and to allow it to continue because we don't want it to affect our career. That's just crazy. Oh, Michelle, I just read the quote of what the lawyer said. <laughs> you're going you're going to enjoy being a butt boy for 20 years dude lube up oh my gosh wow joe biden really did get it, it's sad and i don't want to say he got screwed but it's really unfortunate first of all it's very sad that he lost a child yeah it sounds like bo biden <clears throat> was a probably a better man than hunter biden it's just weird though that you know when bo passed away that then hunter swooped in after his brother's widow while he was also sleeping with her sister there's so many weird things about this family that i think the media tries to ignore and, and some of the weird things they're not illegal they're just like indicative of bad character but the illegal things that the media chooses to ignore i think is really concerning potentially being compromised by foreign governments using their positions of power to, to just like pillage right just, just earning millions and millions of dollars by trading influence it, it, it's absurd and the media doesn't want to talk about any of that it's like the lesser concern is the fact that Hunter Biden lied on an ATF form to purchase a firearm, claiming wrongfully that he wasn't addicted to drugs, and then ditching that firearm in the trash can of an elementary school. It's absurd. Yeah, um, and those things but are, are horrible. But the effect of higher level involvement in nefarious things that we cover up is not okay. We are making ridiculous choices and it's like the lunatics are running the asylum. And that is a, a bit of what's happening with why the heck is the second largest teachers union leader going to the Ukraine? Yeah. yeah. What the heck? This I is think you put one. it well. Haven't they done enough damage to American schools? <laughs> you want to yeah, this is another one, Michelle, that I came across when I was mid diaper change or listening to <laughs> to rockabye baby but i was asking myself so first i got like this text from my mom also and she was just like why the heck is randy weingarten going to the ukraine and i looked at the text and then i just then i looked at my phone and i was just like why the heck is randy weingarten going to ukraine <laughs> to ukraine so have it like okay so first of all for people who don't know <clears throat> randy weingarten leads the aft the american federation of teachers the second largest teachers union and I'm wondering, like, why isn't she more concerned about the fact that 30 countries outperform the United States in high school math? Like, why isn't she actually concerned about solving problems that affect American children? Because that's apparently what the AFT is supposed to stand for, right? Via the teachers. She's going to Ukraine. And I saw this, this tweet from her. She was just like, her tweet is, 
woke up this AM to reports of disgusting Russian missile strikes in Kiev, Lviv, and other cities, heading to the border now to assess the situation, because that's her job. This Russian attempt to frighten civilians and the effect on children is why this Ukraine trip is so important. Okay, so if you want to guarantee that Ukrainian students get the short end of the deal here, yeah, replicate the AFT in Ukraine, right? Ouch. This is like one of the most militant labor unions that we have in our country, and their history of corruption is rampant. Embezzlement, so forgery, what? misappropriation what of funds. We can't send the right people to the borders, <coughs> Harris, but what, <laughs> this makes absolutely no sense. The forgery, the misappropriation of funds. This is about your own life. Before you start messing like her, up everyone else's in the Ukraine. Michelle, this is literally political grifting at its finest. She's like trying to find a way to be relevant. She's trying to find a way to make the AFT on the take. And th this is just going to be a, a continued fight to keep poor children in subpar schools, to stymie school reform, to protect the jobs of woke, incompetent teachers while pushing out teachers who actually give a darn about, about teaching children, about excellence. We are seeing the best of education, our best teachers leaving the system because of people like Randy Weingarten. Randy Weingarten and the AFT, they have literally time and time again denied that CRT is taught in schools. They promote woke gender ideologies going through our school systems. And I want to share this URL with everybody, this URL that will expose some more information about the AFT. If you check out AFTFacts.com, you'll learn all about Randy Weingarten. You'll learn all about the AFT. And it'll just give you a little bit of ammunition to to use in your own fight to fight for our kids and to fight for our future. This is an this is a, a labor union that has gotten so involved in politics that has gone so far beyond what their charter really says it's for. They at one point, Michelle Randy Weingarten attacked Governor DeSantis and said that when he when his campaign started selling "Don't Fauci My My Florida" merchandise like T-shirts that says "Don't Fauci My Florida." Sounds brilliant. I want one. She said, oh, this will cause the death of millions of Floridians. Oh, really? How? And also, by the way, like, why does the AFT care if Governor DeSantis is selling stuff from his campaign website specific to Fauci? They just, they got so involved in the woke ideologies. They got, they got so involved in COVID. But they forgot about the fact that we're getting our butts kicked by China. We're getting our butts kicked in STEM. We have to go back to the basics. We have to teach classics in our schools. This is where, and you mentioned something, and I want to jump ahead to a story that is indicative of where we're going. That mindset of shirts that say, or quotes that say, don't Fauci my Florida, that's a thought, it's an opinion, and those counter opinions are important, all of them. But there's a news story today that to me is really scary. And it has to do with Alex Jones. Alex Jones is a podcaster, very well known. He, I, something that he's he said. He's just a few hours from me, actually. What's in that? Texas. He's in Texas, just a few hours from me. Oh, near I didn't Austin, know that. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay, so what he said, uh, this is a big news story. He has to pay nearly $1 billion for defaming families of the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting. Okay. So he's $1 billion because he got on air and he said that it didn't happen. These parents were actors, this, and what, and what he said was reprehensible. It is sickening. And, uh, People should stand against it. 
However, I am aghast that free speech can cost someone a billion dollars. Really? Wow. That's insane. Ridiculous. What about free speech? What about Mm -hmm. the people who say that 9-11 didn't happen? What about the Holocaust deniers? Should all of those people be sued? He was wrong. And and I get that, Adam. But what about the free speech? Free speech is the ability to say things that we don't agree with, that are wrong, that are horrible, that make us angry. But it gives us the opportunity to stand up for truth, not to lay down and say, you said something that that hurt my feelings. Uh, They say that he had, because of what he said, other people... uh, responded maybe death threats or uh, coming after families but are we responsible for what people do with what we this is uncomfortable in the united states can we sue 9-11 deniers can we see sue holocaust deniers and what about the mainstream media why can we not just go ahead and sue them because they glamorize killers they spin things that are just not true where's their culpability Yeah, you have a right to be wrong. You have a right to be an idiot. You have a right to be, to make a fool of yourself in public, right? And people know where you stand and what you know or don't know. Can you imagine if every politician like had to conform to these same restrictions on speech? Like then you wouldn't really know what they actually stand for. You wouldn't know what their actual values and principles are. And you wouldn't actually know what their driving factors are either. You wouldn't know anything about anybody if you had to conform to this total attack on free speech. And you're seeing it in California too, via the attack on doctors, the fact that they cannot use their own experiences, their own research, their collective experiences together to make good medical decisions and to make good medical recommendations in in good faith. If you say anything that defies what the CDC says you must say, you might lose your license to practice medicine. That's really scary. And yet it's important important because... What if they were wrong? What if vaccines kill? What if, and yes, I'm saying that because this is not going to be on YouTube because I've been canceled yet again. And man, I scrub things, trying really hard to not defend their delicacies. Uh, So (laughs) until next week or two weeks, whatever it is, look, we have this problem where if we don't like what you say, not only should you not be able to say it, but we should fine you a billion dollars. You, and some people are saying that's not enough. If they could call for the death penalty, I'm sure that they would. But who, why can't we hold other people uh, accountable like the yeah. media who often gets it wrong? So I would argue, though, that the media is in some ways holding itself accountable via ratings, right? Like you oh. look at how MSNBC is performing. You look at how CNN is performing. CNN had to get a whole new boss, right? They got rid of Jeff Zucker because he was a disaster. The ratings are all now going to mostly independent news sources. Fox News has grown dramatically. Newsmax has grown dramatically. You have One American News, which kind of came out of the fringe. I think that they are, the marketplace of ideas, I think, is a real thing. And, uh, you know, these these woke media companies have to be just failing in ad revenue, right? They're not getting the clicks. They're not getting the attention of people. So their advertising dollars, they're definitely diminished. If we allow the marketplace of free ideas to really be a thing, It will eventually, and that's the hope that we're going to get to in our story and our reporting today, but there still is that problem of who we hold accountable. If you think about, this is a story as we look at what's happening at the border today, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary 
secretary. Oh, this guy. Yeah, Mr. Mayonnaise was... Mr. talks to you with like his nose. He, like he kind of looks down his, his nose at you. Yes, we do. <laughs> so he, it has now been found and there has a new, a new release of information of emails that he knew back remember when he had gone to press all over the place and said yeah you see these border patrol agents whipping these these migrants these haitian migrants it was false and his emails showed that he knew it was false before he lied about it with the press the press did not follow it up the press reported it the press isn't having to pay millions of dollars or a billion dollars because they knowingly didn't look into a story and perpetuated lives. A staffer sent him an email less than three hours before the press conference that he re- where he relayed what happened in this false narrative. And yet he doubled down and kept perpetuating it to the media with this misleading account. It just tells you he doesn't know his job because that particular tactic that they that those Border Patrol agents were doing with their lassos and their gear standard operating procedure sop that is a standard practice and it's used to try and keep people away from the horses because the fact is if you get too too close to that extremely powerful animal that's extremely dangerous for a person this twirling of the whip it's not they're not whipping anybody they're twirling this the reins and they're trying to create space between the animal and the people that are around it standard operating procedure mayorkas doesn't even know the rules that are in his own book there you go. And this is where we're not getting the full story. There was a, a pretty interesting article from Dinesh D'Souza and I from his them. podcast. And it was talking about the border battle that what's really going on down there is not what's being reported. What's being portrayed and what's happening on the border versus what's actually happening are two different things that no media is getting it right. Even those on the right that are a little more open to reporting that the cartels are running this border and human beings are being smuggled so much more than drugs and we don't care but the drugs did you hear this story Three hundred thousand rainbow fentanyl pills seized in new york and it could have killed these what you're looking at on your screen those baggies right there looks like killed eight hundred fifty thousand people according uh, to authorities 300,000 rainbow fentanyl well, pills you have halloween approaching that looks like candy what could go wrong and you're right i mean but you're right like even the media outlets on the right are not getting the full story around the border they're doing their best but they're covering what's happening at face value the fact is yeah you're looking at a ton amount of drugs here in this photo but many of the cartels have literally abandoned the drug trade because human trafficking is so much more profitable for because them. drugs is only a one-time thing but when you cross someone over the border you make them pay again and again and again for life but the drugs are an important thing man not even dogs are safe did you hear about the california dog that no. uh, <laughs> nearly died oh, no. after <laughs> I know. It's a terrible story. But in the midst of what's coming across our border, do you know what our czar of border czar was able to do? She went down to the southern regions, but not to visit the the border. She went to go to a dinner with mega donors, but she couldn't take the time to visit the border. What the hell? She didn't even mention the border when she was there, by the way. 
Yeah. It's, root, it, root, it's causes, root causes. Root causes. As we look at what's really happening and the effects that it's having, people are losing their minds. If you look at the Treasury Department investigating now, Governor DeSantis, did you hear about that? The Treasury Department what? is investigating him for misuse of funds for flying those immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. New York City, by the way, be careful what break. you ask for. Like Martha's Vineyard, they're like, we didn't ask for migrants. And they're declaring, oh, you're a city. A, city. <laughs> they're declaring a state of emergency. But yet, this is what they believe. We believe Black Lives Matter. We believe love is love. No human being is illegal. We just don't want it NIMBY, not in my backyard. This, the, the, the signs literally tell you what they don't believe in because it's just, it is garbage. These are sanctuary cities that are saying, oh, we can't handle a few thousand people. We've got a couple million coming across the border this year alone. This is just absurd. It's just absurd. And none of these people are being taken account or being held accountable. We're investigating Ron DeSantis for sending people a little bit north, but we're not investigating the mayor of New Orleans for getting a super posh apartment on the city's dime, for traveling to Europe on the city's dime in first class. This is absurd. We never really investigate the people that we should be investigating because when we do, Hunter Biden, like Hillary, like Hillary Clinton, Nothing seems to happen, right? Like the DOJ, I think, and this is just such a tragedy because when I grew up, I had a couple, I had a friend who both of his parents were FBI agents and I thought they were the coolest people in the world because frankly, they are really cool people. But the FBI today, and not the rank and file, but maybe some in the rank and file because they are listening to bad orders. They are tarnishing these institutions that are supposed to be institutions that yield civility, that yield peace, that hold people accountable for, the, for, for when they should be held accountable. But now instead, we're, we're going after good guys. We're going after people that are free thinkers, that support the Constitution, that believe in the rule of law. We're perverting what the rule of law is by enforcing it unfairly. We just saw a guy who was a pro-life activist get arrested for singing hymns in front of an abortion center, literally FBI guys with Kevlar vests on and rifles showing up to his house and pulling him out and arresting him for that. But we're not going after Hunter Biden for things that we've seen on his video. Like the entire internet has seen what Hunter Biden has done, but he's not held accountable. It's absurd. And I think people are sick of it. We are sick of it. And that kind of leads us in the interest of time since we're running out of it. I wanted to get to something really important. You just brought a son into the world and that can be daunting. You look at what's going on around the world and it can make your heart sick to think what kind of world did I bring this beautiful, innocent miracle of life into. But as you bring your son into this crazy broken world I want to leave us with hope. People are realizing, you had mentioned the woke networks aren't really getting the advertising. It sounded good and some of the ad, uh, the companies were jumping on and they're realizing people aren't buying stuff. We're just backing away. We're tired yeah. of it. There are stories like, like this one where DC Comics had to cancel their woke bisexual Superman series because they had low sales. True Wait story. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. I thought Superman was in love with Lois Lane. It's his son. His son, okay. his, his son is bisexual and against <laughs> woke causes. San Francisco, oh. uh, 
Okay, Vanderbilt University temporarily pauses their gender change operation for minors because they've come under investigation and people are going, wait a minute. These are, they're not reversible. And so the internal International Medical Center is going to just forego performing any of these surgeries for an indefinite amount of time that cannot be undone or reverted later in life pending an internal review you have to stop that stuff you have to because i could just go off on this one michelle but how are you going to try and treat a mental disorder basically a brain condition but the brain that you're treating this child isn't finished developing like it could presumably quote fix itself right if you give it time to do so naturally but these universities it's, it's are child to abuse stuff. and yes. so now there's pushback there's another story that san francisco residents are now fed up with crime homelessness and they say it's getting less safe One even their formal- homeless are fed up with it who is even the homeless of San Francisco are fed up with the crime. <laughs> it's insane. They're literally on the news talking about how it's so unsafe to be homeless now when San Francisco used to be super cool to the homeless. Oh, Not yeah, so one, much anymore. One formerly woke person who's now waking up said we're suffering from what she called compassion fatigue. Because our kindness has actually turned to cruelty. When, we're, when we don't have balance, when we shut out other voices so we can't debate and say, what about this? What about that? No, this is the only way that we can think. When that happens, we see the result. But there's hope because people are waking up. In Oregon, in the state of Oregon, conservative counties are thinking about seceding and joining greater Idaho. People wow. are sick of it. Biden is sinking below 50% approval rating on on, issues that Americans care most about. These woke issues, people are going, no, no more. And so his approval ratings have plummeted in those areas. And even places like like in i'm sorry places like the windy city it was a beautiful day until i saw that photo in chicago (laughs) there's companies like tyson foods that are leaving chicago for arkansas look these this is what's happening in the world around us people no matter what you hear people are saying no this isn't okay and i want to leave us with hope romans 5 5 says hope does not put us to shame. Hope does not disappoint us. We're not talking about pipe dreams. We're talking a hope in something that's real. God's got a plan in all of this. We're a fallen world. Sin has torn us apart. And the farther we get from God, the more ridiculous our policies actually become. But it's not all about politics. It really is about doing what's right, adhering to something greater, that there is a sense of morality, there is a right and there is a wrong. And the only way that makes sense is if there is a God. And hope in him doesn't put us to shame because God loves, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. That's Romans 5, 5. And I wanted to leave that because the things we talk about can be daunting to a new father, but there is hope. Adam, bring us home today. Amen. That was That's such a good kind of way to cap this off. And just, guys, elections have consequences, right? We're, we are literally less than a month away from the midterm elections right now. And go figure, you see the far left trying to impose the COVID emergency again, even though just weeks ago, Biden said COVID was over. As we see our politicians show who they are, 
believe it. That's exactly who they are. Elections have consequences. Get out and vote. Be a poll watcher. Participate. And just let the marketplace of ideas be what it is. Make America great. Keep America great. Look out for your families. Look out for your kids. Look up. Look to God. Amen. Amen. And congratulations. We're going to leave where we started with this gorgeous picture of this gorgeous baby. Congratulations. Tell your wife, congrats. And man, try to get some sleep. Oh buddy. my. Try to oh, get I some sleep. I think I've got a diaper to change. Go change a diaper. We got to go, folks. There's diapers to change. God bless. Like us, share us, subscribe. And thank you. Keep up the good fight. For more fun, go to mymichellelive.com.